skies all open wide, geese go high and over. Oh, now you're a beachcomber, fist full of sand for sea. Welcome to the Deepdale Podcast, April 2023. Thanks for listening. I'm Jason, and this month I'll be chatting with Liam from Ebtide, the Norwich-based band who are performing this month's live music at Deepdale, playing a gig on the 29th of April in our Brick Barn. They've kindly allowed us to include a sample track too. And we have a selection of conversations at the Deepdale Hoog, which took place at the end of March. In case you don't know about Deepdale Hoog, it's our celebration of the North Norfolk coast, with everything from barn dancing to cycling, wildlife watching to yarn bombing, lovely food and live music. Hope you enjoy the listen, and please do listen back to some of our back catalogue, which you can find on any good podcast directory or app. Just search Deepdale Podcast. To open this podcast, please enjoy some of the Dawn Chorus at Deepdale. This is Deep Dog Podcast. I am chatting to Liam from Ebtide, who are playing a bank holiday gig in the Brick Barn this coming bank holiday. So Saturday, the 29th of, of April. You'll have probably heard of them before. They played at Deepdale in various different guises. And yeah, it's just lovely to be able to chat to one of the one of the band and find out a little bit more about the, you know, about the band and and how that's come about and and, and their history. So hi Liam, thank you so much for joining me on on Deepdale Podcast. Hi Jason, thanks for having me. It's great to be here and um yeah, very much looking forward to the, the gig at Deepdale soon. Fantastic. And and so I've got you down as piano, but I think you you said to me um, it's sort of probably more keyboards when you're particularly when you're playing with the band. Are you um, are you do you have a kind of like a nice big piano at home that you you think or is it all sort of keyboards and you just adjust accordingly to what the type of music you're playing? Yeah, um, I'm a keyboard player primarily, so I, yeah, I adjust to uh, whatever music I might be playing at the time. Um, in Ebtide, it is largely piano, um, so that's why I think we we wrote that. Um, it's piano is a big part of the sound, but I do like to mix it up with, you know, electric piano and strings and, and pads and other things as well. Um, at home, I don't have an acoustic piano. I don't think I don't think the guy uh, who lives next door would be too happy with, with one of those <laughs> next door. So uh, I've got my trusty Nord. Uh, so I've, I've got that. And um, since I bought that keyboard, that's kind of been a big inspiration to me. I, I kind of became a better player when I got that. So um, that's what I use at home. I've got a couple of other synths synthesizers things like that which i play around with as well so (laughs) 
Fab, fab. And I think you've been in the band for a while. You were in various guises for a while. Kind of, um, you know, how did the how did Ebb Tide come about, and sort of how did that sort of happen? Well, um, I can trace back um, the the beginnings of myself joining in the band to about uh, 2010. Um, there was the band Crumbs for Comfort, um, as you uh, alluded to earlier. Um, which was kind of the band which Ebtide became. Um, but Crumbs for Comfort was initially Ben and Alex. And um, they recruited a few musicians around the, the time of 2010, uh, myself on, on keyboard and, and a few others. And um, I've stuck with with Ben um, within the band uh, and a few other you know, players have come and gone in the, in, over the years. Um, but yeah, it, it was Ben and myself, um, then... Johnny joined on a more permanent basis on, on the bass guitar and, and Meg joined um, as a vocalist as well. Um, and then it was around 2016, something like that. Um, Matt Wright uh, joined the band and, and we started to kind of play mainly Matt songs um, in the set. And, uh, and then we changed the name to Web Tide and it was kind of um, the, the band kind of evolved at that stage. Um, yeah. We started to, um, to focus more on Matt songs and, um, and it was a, a fresher approach to things really. And when you're when do you do you write as well as play or or, or have you is that not something that you sort of find comes naturally to you? Me personally, um, I do write um, my own personal music. I guess um, it's more instrumental based. I don't write lyrics myself, yeah. um, but I do I do write a lot of instrumental music. Um, within the band, it's more the, the the singers who bring the the songs to the table. So as I mentioned, Matt brings uh, the majority of the songs. Uh, Meg has, has brought some terrific songs to the band and, and uh, Meg uh, and Ben have. Um, but in terms of writing for Ebtide, I, I mainly just provide instrumentation really. And um, and it's more the others who bring the songs to the table, if that makes sense. Yeah, I'm always fascinated by the sort of the way it yeah. works in bands and every band seems to be different, you know, and then you get solo yeah. artists who just, you know, clearly do their own stuff. And, you know, it's just, yeah, it's fascinating the kind of the, the way it works, really. So, uh, um, yeah. And it has 2023 started well. Have you had a lot of gigs this year? It's been a very interesting year so far. Yeah. Um, we've started to shoot a couple of um, music videos here and there um, for, for various tracks, old and new. Um, so we're, we're releasing those uh, gradually um, on YouTube. Um, also, in terms of gigs, we've played uh, at the King's Arms in Norwich, which is a favourite venue of ours. We often play there throughout the year and, and at New Year's, you can often see us there as well. Um, also, we did a, a, a James Bond themed gig um, earlier this year, which was which was really cool. It was um, a friend's 60th birthday and um, it was kind of frocks and tuxedos kind of affair. Lots of different bits and bobs of entertainment, including Ebb Tide. And it was, yeah, we all kind of got suited and booted and it was a something very different a great venue as well the Sainsbury Centre at the UEA so it's a really memorable memorable night that one really good that's a great venue yeah we uh, we had our yeah. 10th wedding anniversary there and had a barn dance oh. and stuff it was great fun and a beautiful venue so uh, yeah, it's fantastic really and good. you'll be very pleased to know that the Bond theme continues we were a set for Die Another Day the Bond film um, at Deepdale Farm. So uh, we, wow. our, our farm became rice paddies uh, and the, the super, super cars fell out of the back of, of the plane and landed in our, in our field. And, um, 
uh, and then you know Jinx and Bond <laughs> fly past in you know, a attack helicopter sort of thing. So all very bizarre. And um, yeah, so you know we you, we you can pretend it's a, an extension of your Bond evening. Yeah, <laughs> well that's um that's strange because you know you normally associate Deepdale with rest and relaxation and uh, yes. having a having a bit of a holiday, not the scene of a kind of an action film. <laughs> so. Yeah, it was very strange. Particularly uh, when they said, "Oh, right, yes, we're going to make your farm look like it's um you know South Korea." Oh, okay, that's not what we were expecting. Um, so wow. uh, there you go, there you go. You know how how were you affected by all the sort of lockdowns and stuff? Were you able as a band to kind of make use of that time or was it just incredibly frustrating you know because i think it's been really interesting talking to other other artists about kind of you know some have found it a brilliantly productive period and others just found that they just dried up basically well it, it was a bit of a strange one um we just finished our album um the, t- the title of the album is um futures your own and, and we just finished it and uh We'd, uh, you know, had some CDs burnt and it was on the various platforms. Um, but we didn't get to do a release gig, um, which I think was the, the dis- disappointment for the band, really. Um, we wanted to kind of release the album into the world with a gig and invite everyone, but yeah. that never happened. And that was the disappointment. The album's still there to listen to. It's, you know, it's a fantastic album, which I often uh, still revisit. Um, and we play many of the songs on on there still as well. And I guess you'll have um, albums with you for people to buy on uh, absolutely on Saturday the 29th of April. We'll we'll bring some of those along on the 29th of April. Um, so Fantastic. if you're interested in getting a nice physical copy, I know I personally love them. So physical copies. Um, yeah, so, yeah, there's something we'll much more some enjoyable along. about a physical copy. And we we do remind people when they come. Uh, to our gigs that um they're um you know those those magic cds put fuel in in tanks of uh, uh yeah. of vehicles for um for bands to travel from one That's gig right. to another so it's very important um but, but going back to that time um personally i found it it was a great um source of um support and kind of friendship and camaraderie when everyone was kind of isolated in these ways um we had a group that we would chat every day and um you know talk about music and talk about what's going on and stuff so it was it was great to have ebb tide as a as a support group really um, for that really quite traumatic time in terms of the music we did kind of struggle to get going and you know battling technology and trying to make things work um we had a few experiments here and there but um i think certainly people used it as an opportunity to write songs on their own yeah uh, i know i was kind of forced into um into just starting up my own recording at home. I was like, right, I've got to take the plunge. I've got to just get what I, get what I need and get set up. So it really encouraged me to um, to set up a, a laptop at home and start recording, start sketching out ideas um, because there was nothing else to do. So that yeah. was one one positive that came out of that time was it really encouraged me to kind of get back into the, the home recording kind of uh, as a hobby, but also as a, as a way to pass all the time. And are you, um, sorry, uh, frog in my throat. Um, um, are you a full-time uh, musician? Are you? Uh, is that what you do full-time? Are any of the other band full-time musicians, or are you? Uh, do you all have other careers that, that sort of fit round with the music? Yeah, I think uh, most of us have other careers that fit around the music. I'm in the wine business. I've uh, been in been in wine for for ten years, and uh, you know we we do various different jobs. Um, so ebb tide is, is more of a, as soon as, you know, it hits five o'clock, you then switch your brain into music mode each day and uh, 
and uh, make your way to rehearsal or, or whatever you might be doing. So, yeah, it's kind of a double life that I lead um, as such, and um, many of the people in the band are in the same same boat. So, yeah, yeah, excellent, excellent. <laughs> and okay, so if you if you had, you know, if you had could choose any stage anywhere in the world, where would it be that you'd like to perform? Very interesting question. I think I would probably go for uh, the answer that which many other people would go for and probably say the pyramid stage at Glastonbury yeah. on, on the Saturday night headlining spot or something like that. That'd be quite cool. You'd have to have you'd have to have a very good body of work, wouldn't you? Yeah, you'd have to have three hours of work at least. Yeah, um, to pick from. But I can imagine <laughs> that must be pretty much the pinnacle for for almost any band, I think wasn't so, it? Yeah, because uh, because it's kind of got a bit of a stature attached to it, hasn't it? It's it's a bit of a, a grand occasion, the, the headliner at Glastonbury. I mean, if you look at, I think it was last year, um, Paul McCartney's set, which, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of Paul McCartney, and um, I thought that was absolutely terrific. He, he played for three hours, even though he's kind of 80 years old. But it's kind of, when you get to that stage in your career, you know, you're, you're well-respected, you're so well-established, you're, you're part of, you know, the folklore of this country's music more often than not so yeah yeah well we are really really looking forward to you guys playing with us on saturday the 29th of april um it will be a great gig if anybody's staying with us it's 10 quid uh to join us for the gig and if you're not staying with us and you'd like to come along you're very welcome it's 12 pounds um and you can jump to deepdalemusic.co.uk for any information about the gig and how to get tickets. And so that's deepdalemusic.co.uk. Um, that website will also show you kind of how to book accommodation if you think you'd like to stay. Um, and yeah, we really hope you'll join us. And Liam, we really look forward to meeting you and your keyboards on, um, on the 29th of April. Thanks, Jason. Yeah, really looking forward to the gig. It feels like, you know, summer's back um where we've got some fantastic new material that we want to show people um some some new covers that you wouldn't have heard us play as well so we've got an awesome set that we're preparing at the moment and yeah really looking forward to playing fantastic well thank you so much for chatting with me liam and we'll we'll see you soon very welcome jason thanks so much Only a bigger part 
That was False Pretenses by Ebtide. Thanks to them for letting us play a little track and thanks for Liam for joining me on the podcast. Now for some chat from the Deepdale Hoog. Enjoy. So I am sitting in the courtyard. It is Deepdale Hoog, Deepdale Hoog 2023, and the, our kind of first ever festival that we've held at Deepdale. And it's we haven't run this for four years. This is our sort of our happy place. I've got sitting next to Rachel and Sue, Sue who are yarn bombing basically it may not mean anything to you but it is it is basically playing with wool and doing some really fun things and you can hear christian smith in the background uh, encouraging the crowd to sing along to one of his last songs and um the bar is open the moon gazer bar and it is just lovely and um where have you come from sue i've come from norwich so you, you haven't travelled a million miles to be with us. It's been very lovely and easy to get here. What a lovely, <laughs> relaxing place it is. Loving the weekend so far. Doing lots of great things. Yarn bombing. Had a brilliant time last night dancing at the barn dance. I've had a beautiful poet made, poem written for me today which made me cry. The beer is good. The walk was amazing today. Great, great weekend so far. That's great. And have you been to our Hugo before? No, I haven't, no. First time. <laughs> and to Deepdale, been before? Yeah, been to Deepdale. Love it here. Very friendly place. Amazing staff. Love it. Well, welcome to your first Hugo. <laughs> and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask Rachel, who's going to try and hide from the, uh, from the microphone, because she's not very keen. But um, uh, Rachel is our resident yarn bomber. And she brings a bag of, uh, of amazing coloured wool and then somehow gets grown adults to play with it who say, oh, no, no, not interested at all. And then uh, 10 minutes later, they're absolutely addicted. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> we got her to speak. <laughs> so, Rachel, is this... Is this just a hobby that's become something bigger or is it uh, a passion that you've had all the time well so I've always loved crafting from tiny but I started yarn bombing maybe 10 years ago a friend got me involved and we covered a few trees in Norwegian pom-poms and then in lockdown I went around the city putting little bits and pieces everywhere but I've been coming to the festival for quite a few years and just sitting around started off just sitting around just bought it to you really didn't I to start with I just decided I was going to do it (laughs) and then you've very kindly invited me back (laughs) (laughs) and it is lovely to have you here and um, yeah there's a there's a there's a tree oh no someone we almost got someone in a pink sweaty but she's yeah she's running away now very rapidly we have a we have a pine couple of pine trees at the entrance to one of the campsites and uh, um, it's it sort of becomes the place that all of these hang up but the last lot which were made in 2019 were looking a little past their best no and and so Rachel has um, has quietly removed those this morning and uh, we are now uh, they are now creating more to go and start decorating the decorations have begun so we'll put photos on and it does look amazing pom poms bunting flowers i don't know why i'm showing the camera (laughs) and then we'll tie them around the tree later and they will look jolly and woolly 
And they keep their colours. It's amazing. They keep their colours. So until the uh, lichen really kicks in, they keep their colours beautifully until the uh, until the the next hookah. So it's wonderful. And we're, there's photos, but we're, that we've she made us a wonderful hookah banner and a Deepdale banner um, in previous years. So uh, they 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 have pride of place in the uh, in the in the courtyard here. It's really lovely to have you back, and uh, thank you for decorating our tree. It's lovely to be back. Thank you very much for having me. <laughs> Hello to the world. I am with our very own Simon, leader of the pack, as he was this morning, <laughs> walking um, like Pied Piper down Barrow Common and over to Branadunum. Yeah, he had a he had a good group. We had a fabulous group. How many did you have in the end? It there probably must have been between fifteen twenty of them. Absolutely great fun. Everyone was it's wonderful. Everyone was really game, and um, we had a great wander off up onto Barrow Common and then down I don't know if any everyone knows the route you'll have to come and check it yeah if you haven't done the route by the website it's really lovely and you know be some and photographs all of the team so I took a couple of members of the team with us they hadn't walked it either so they were just taking photographs and listening in on the facts so what I'm now going to have to go and do is find some of the people from the walk and find out what facts with inverted commas you gave them and um you know d- did they know there was a yeti that lived on the marshes i told them all about the beasts of dukedale <laughs> the flora and the fauna and the history and yeah it was fantastic and um yeah we we had an adventure so this was the first alien spotted um in the uk um various other fascinating things like that yeah people said it was a monk jack <laughs> I tried to tell them that is no monk jack. <laughs> uh, in case you wonder, the, uh, the the Saturday morning of the Deepdale Hooger is basically all of our team taking people off in different directions around the beautiful, beautiful part of the coast that we live on. And um, Simon took them up and over Barrow Common and then down to Branadunum, which is the Roman fort site, uh, and then back along this, the the, uh, the boardwalk from Brancaster. And it was really lovely, um, really, really lovely. I took a bunch um, up running. Um, we we ran up to Barracom and then back down to the Jolly Sailors. We didn't stop for a pint, um, despite being tempted. But the cyclists did. The, the, the cyclists felt that, that, you know, might rain, so they should stop and have a beer. Cyclists. Yeah. A rule unto yeah. themselves. What can you say? Really? Yeah. yeah. Led, no, led by our esteemed leader, Chris, of course. Uh, yeah, and Andy was there. Yeah. I'm not saying a thing. Yeah, lead no, each we, other astray. We walked past two. We walked past two pubs and um, looked at them. <laughs> but it was fine because we'd had our own adventures there and was... and we have the moon gazer ale bar here so you know exactly yeah how was your run the run was lovely and really beautiful weather for it it was just perfect really and we avoided all the rain and it was just yeah it was really lovely so yeah it was very nice to do and it was slightly later than the normal park run that i do so that was quite nice an extra hour before i had to run was quite nice so, good yeah. and did you win I'd like to say it wasn't a competition, but the people that came in before me probably say it was. Oh, no. Okay. (laughs) So how's the hygge going? Really well, despite the weather. Um, (laughs) 
it's been a bit treacherous, but yeah, lots of happy faces and yeah, lots lots of interest um, and lots of positive feedback from all the walks and activities. So yeah, it seems to be going well. You should see the cakes. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm walking past the nest on a regular basis during the hook and it's getting quite depressing because I'm seeing some fairly the the rocky road looks like um yeah and the honeycomb tiffin oh my word just glorious mm, yes maybe maybe I'll be tempted you never know <laughs> So my sister has now become completely obsessed with yarn bombing. So she she was slightly difficult to persuade to sit down and start. And now, and now, look at this. So what are you making? A yarn ball, apparently. There's quite a few of them in there. Pom-poms. You know where these are going? They're going in the tree over there. And they're going to look really pretty. But the last ones, um, because we haven't done this event for three or four years, uh, the last ones weren't um, weren't quite so pretty. So they've all been taken down, and these are going to be new replacements, new recruits for the tree. So it's going to be good. Are you enjoying your yarn bombing experience? I, I'm here under duress, but yes. Yeah. It doesn't. I have to say, he doesn't look too much like he's under duress. I think he is quite enjoying it. I just get that feeling. It's not as duress as he might pretend. <laughs> so where have you come from to come and do yarn bombing in a marquee in Norfolk? From Norwich, you know. So a long, long way. Long, long way, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't matter how far away you're from home, you're away, which is the main thing, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And have you done yarn bombing before? Is this something you do regularly no, in the evenings? I can't say that I have. The wife is a regular uh, crocheter. Uh, and I often get involved in distangling the wool that she's managed to make a mess of. But yarn bombing as such, no. Uh, Got you. Got you. And are you enjoying... Is this your first Huga? Uh, yes. Yes. It's not a first trip here, but yes, it's the first one of these, yeah. And are you enjoying... Did you do any activities this morning? Um, we, went, we did the wildlife walk and to try and see some birds in the howling wind. Um, didn't see many, but, you know, it was, it was, it was good and cold and bracing, you know. <laughs> we expect in, in spring in, in Norfolk, really. Good fresh air. Yeah, lovely. Being forced. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's good. Excellent. Excellent. Now, it's a very, very nice yellow yarn bomb you're creating there, so that's going to be great. Oh, yellow and red. Very good. Very good. <laughs> and I've got the lady with the pink thing. She can't run away this time because she's holding a load of wool. You've tied me down. Slightly worrying. <laughs> Have you done this before? Have you yarn bombed before? What do you think? Does it look like I've yarn bombed before? I'm saying you may be less experienced than some people. I think that that's a very accurate um, observation. I can't even get the wool to work. So how far have you come to, to do some yarn bombing? Uh, well, not terribly far. From Rockland St Mary, uh, just outside Norwich. So um, fairly local. Yes, yes. Not too far to travel back and, uh, and get, your, get your kit so you can make your own yarn bombs and to decorate. I'm not sure that I'm, I'm certainly not going to. I'm certainly not going to be changing career. That's for sure. It's um, a pastime, perhaps, but uh, definitely not a new career. Excellent. I'll leave that to the experts. <laughs> 
I'm sorry about the background noise, not the lovely music that Chris, uh, that Tim has put on the playlist, but the now torrential rain that's coming down on the marquee that we're standing in. Yeah, it is really quite grim, actually. Um, but I'm here with... David. And David, where, where have you come from to join us for the Hoog? At Norwich. And this is your first, first Deepdale Hoog? First Deepdale Hoog. I've come to Deepdale for 10 years on and off, but never done an event as such, just for camping, etc. And are you enjoying your first experience, apart from the slightly temperamental weather we're having? I don't know. I mean, yes, absolutely enjoying the experience. The weather makes it feel like you're going through something, you know. We're going through a lot to enjoy this. But, no, it's, it's great. Um, I went and did the Kaylee yesterday, which I didn't expect to be dancing as much as I was, so obviously that's great. Um, I enjoyed the music that I've heard so far and looking forward to what's to come. And that accent is definitely north of the border. Whereabouts? Okay, so the accent is confusing, actually. Um, I'm from Leicester, but my accent is Scottish because my parents are Scottish. Yeah, I was going to say the accent's definitely not Leicester. Uh, yeah, uh, for with, with Scottish heritage, it sounds sort of Edinburgh, but it, it, with the, probably the Leicester influence, it could be anywhere between Glasgow and uh, Dundee and Edinburgh. Oh, gosh, I mean, so they are from Motherwell and Carluk, which is kind of south of Glasgow. So I think it sounds like Edinburgh because it's Scottish mixed with English. In Scotland, they think I'm English. In England, they think I'm Scottish. Yeah, well, we're not very good at, good at accents in, uh, in England. We kind of just look at me and go, that's not local. <laughs> and how's the beer? Oh, the beer's great. And, and there's lots of um, Moongazer beers that I haven't tried before, which is great. Um, so Moon, yeah, it is Moongazer. Yeah, I wanted to make sure I got it right. Um, so at the minute, I'm on the uh, the lager that they do, the De Whopper, yes. um, which is nice and sharp and crisp. Um, I like the special that they did for the festival. Um, that was really tasty. I've had some pintail as well. Um, so yeah, no, enjoying it. Great selection. Excellent. Well, we might send you a questionnaire afterwards and see which which beer was your favourite because you know that you're, you're you're testing them. It's it's good to get these good this beer. feedback. I think it's very useful. Great, excellent. Enjoy the rest of the uh, rest of the weekend. Cheers, yeah, thank you. Thank you. So, what's your favourite thing of the weekend so far? <laughs> we, had a, we had a lovely walk this morning. Yeah. Walk, yeah, yeah, with your, your organised walk, and um, it's really nice, wasn't it? It was nice to get up on, is it the common? Or yeah, the Barrow top? Common. Yeah, yeah, and look, yeah, and look down at the coast and everything. That was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. parts yeah. of it we hadn't seen before. So this is a question for you, all right? Question for you. Um, what did Simon tell you about Brown Adunim? Because I'm fascinated to know whether he listened to what I told him about it or whether he literally just made it up. Oh, no, I no, can't remember. It's a Roman... A Roman Oh yes, one of the biggest Roman encampments. Encampments, I can't say that word. Um, and um, it was responsible for managing the port. Yep. 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 Excellent. <laughs> this is good. I, I'm quite pleased because he, he. Oh, I, I used to. I've worked in tourism for a long time, and I used to work with a group of people who used to do tours in the Highlands, and no tour was ever told the same information as the previous tour and they would just make stuff up and depending on your nationality and how gullible you were they would kind of come up with some fascinating stories so there was quite a lot of americans who went back to the u.s full of information that was distinctly not true so uh, i was just wondering whether simon was from that playbook or whether he'd actually listened to when we took him around before so yeah okay so did he get it right 
Yes, that is correct. Granadina was um, so there was Caister, which is just north uh, south of Norwich. So that was the administration centre, and this was the main kind of um, port for the for the Romans. So before the sand spit kind of created what is now the golf club and Skullhead Island. Oh yes, exactly, exactly. So what they did was they the big boats would come into the what was Brancaster Estate Harbour, Brancaster Harbour. And then they'd row all the goods into shore. And this was a huge encampment. When they did the time team thing there, they had no concept of how big it was going to be. And then they discovered it was significantly yeah. larger than they thought. Yeah. So it's just a shame there's only a tiny kind of board well, that tells you what's there. There's a lot to see, I have no, to be honest. No, no, it's, it's like quite, a a, quite a plain field. It's lovely when the wildflowers come out. Basically a dog walk. And protect them against the angles. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. These so troublemakers. And the, the, uh, the Iceni. With, with Boudicca kind of attacking them regularly from the side so yeah there you go so that's good so what, have you have you been to the Hoog before? yes yes, yes. yes. but not twice oh, okay so you've done it yeah we've only done actually we've done one two no, this is the fourth because right. we had a, a, a bit of a break due to Covid yeah, so, yeah. yeah. We, we were virgins until we came here were you? yes Hooker virgins that is obviously yes, yes. Vibe to the festival in, in, in September, um, and it's just nice and relaxing. We love the barn dance too, actually. Yeah. That was great fun. We met these two at the barn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We did like we do like the barn. We feel that's a kind of a, it's a, a level playing field. Every you can only as good as the worst person in your group, yeah. aren't you? So, so what's uh, good about it? That's what's, it's such good fun. It really is. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you cock up, does it really? Because it's you know. But some of them were really complicated. <laughs> some of the dances were really complicated. <laughs> we, th- we think there's a there's a kind of drink a few and then you get better and then it quickly quickly changes and you're on a downward spiral rather than upward spiral so I think confidence kicks in and at which point it all goes pretty horribly wrong at that point so yeah I was trying to replicate it this morning with my moves and this is how the alcohol was working last night <laughs> Um, just to explain to those listening on the podcast who won't have seen that, um, it, was, yeah, it, it would have fitted well in a 70s disco. So there we go. <laughs> so who are you looking forward to seeing this evening? Which bands? Uh, we don't really know. No, we don't know. We don't recognise any of the sounds, uh, the names. So we're just going to go along and see what it is. Excellent. Yeah. So Moongazer it is until until then. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We, we looking we forward to Fred's house at the festival. We thought they were brilliant, didn't we? Yeah. Fred's we'd house forgotten we'd heard both the previous Christian and Bertie before, and they're both absolutely amazing. Yeah, because Bertie did some of her songs with her sister in the church last year at the festival. Uh, right. But um, yeah, because yeah. it's a kind of a full suite of songs. Her and Chris were kind of, as Chris is known to do, got quite muso about it and uh, felt that they needed the entire suite. So, yes, hence, hence the two-part uh, gig. I love the stories with her music. It's just so interesting. Yeah. It's really interesting, actually. Um, Catherine Pretty, who played, what, two years ago, she was just sort of beginning to go stratospheric and uh, and uh, she was saying she, she has some really funny stories about kind of being completely obsessed by Greek Greek art and all sorts of other weird and wonderful things but uh, it was fascinating when you talk to her afterwards and then other people who played how they kind of have to learn that skill of not just writing the song and performing it but actually communicating with the with the Thing is, so it's yeah, it's quite it interesting, doesn't it? I think, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, it's nice, it's nice to see the acts that you bring here that we can not so much the hookah, um, but to the festivals because 
you seem to pick the ones that are on their way through and we've seen Kitty McFarlane and various others that have come Eddie here Gowers. yeah That's Eddie Gowers yeah. got the CD um, they come here and you, we go wow and if we get a chance to see them again here well, it's wow again but they seem to go to other heights and we can understand that but you seem to grab them and we can get them at you know a nice cosy I think that, that Chris seems to have a way with, with persuading people and actually what's quite nice now is that the um uh, the agents who are, a lot of these artists are just sort of coming into getting having agents so the thing but we're now getting agents coming to us and saying oh right now we've got these bad artists you you had one of our artists sometimes it's quite hard to persuade like when we first started even the bands from Norwich were like, oh my god where the hell's that you know like <laughs> that's miles away um you know um, and then they came and played and then they told other artists oh you should go and play there and it's become easier and easier to kind of find artists and now now that Chris has got recognized by the agents as supplying a good place to play more artists are being put to us by the agents rather than us having to go to the agents so it's quite interesting how that takes time to develop and grow you know so we saw uh, after seeing Smith and Brewer underneath here yes, in the yeah, pouring yeah. rain a few years ago that really was wet it was wet yeah we then knew they were supporting Fairport Convention yeah so they're not a band that I know much about, but I know they're very, very experienced and well-known in the market. So we booked to go and see them, and then obviously Smith & Brothers, a supporting band. Nice to see them, but they didn't last very long on stage. And then Fairport Convention came on, and we had to walk out because we just didn't enjoy it at all. Which <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is really, it's really bizarre. Funny, isn't it? What, what grabs you and what doesn't? Yeah, it's, we it's saw weird. Morgan Way here and we're blown away by them. And we then went to see them in London following, and they were just so good. And they've been good climbing really well now, haven't they? Yeah, they're one of our headliners this yeah, year at the festival, yeah, so they're going to be, yeah, they're yeah. back. Yeah, they're coming back. So it's been, um, well, it's been 2019, I think, they played last. So, yeah, they're a Norfolk band, so yeah. it's really Absolutely. exciting to get them back, yeah. and we really love them. So, yeah, they're uh, yeah. brilliant. Yeah, we have seen them. No, they're definitely going to be worth seeing. They're going to be great, and a Leisure Society are going to be superb as well. Um, they're headlining on Sunday night and they're going to be absolutely awesome so uh, yeah we've had, that's probably the one that we've had the most comments about since we launched the first lineup announcement so looking forward to that I think it's going to be Chris has got a lot of other very very cool names to add to that list as well so it's going to be good yeah Doherty, she was coming to the next village to us in a village hall, wasn't yeah. she? But she was absolutely. She was in the church. She absolutely loves coming here. Yeah. She just says she's how amazing. well she's treated. It's an amazing experience. She loves Deepdale. Oh, yeah. But a big chat yeah. with her uh, because one of her songs was about the Walls End Memorial. I don't remember remember that one. Uh, and we just love that. It made it makes me cry thinking about the song. And that doesn't normally affect me, things like that. But that particular song did. And we mentioned to her, when, when, we, when I saw her on Facebook come up, she's in the next village hall, we bought the tickets and we had a lovely conversation with her. And she was so sweet. And she said she'd go get treated like top people when they come here. They said wherever else they go, they get treated like, oh, get in there, there's your room. But they said, this phase is fantastic. Yeah. Well, Chris is a great believer that if you you've got to treat the artists right because people are coming to see the artists and the artist is basically doing us a favour they're making the effort to come to Deepdale play 
And so it's only fair that, you know, if, if, if we're going to put these gigs on, we've got to say, right, well, we're going to pay them well and we're going to look after them. Otherwise, why would anybody want to come here? You know, that, you can understand a venue in, you know, a bit, in a big city can get a million artists to play yeah, there. Yeah, cool. But, you know, if we want to get them to come and play in a barn on the North Norfolk coast, it's not exactly next door, is it? But we were really chuffed because when we, when we had the gig um, back in February... We had over 120 people in the barn, kind of, you know, at a gig in February, in effectively a half outside barn, you know, for two bands from Norwich. And that was just wonderful, really wonderful. So a packed barn for that was really nice. So, yeah, yeah. No, um, Chris, Chris looks after the bands like he looks after the team. So, um, yeah, I think that, that says a lot, really, doesn't it? They so. really appreciate it, though, don't they? Yeah, really, Oh, I can't remember the name of the girl. The girls that played at the end. While we're kids? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. They were saying yeah. about how it was, how amazing it was being here and how well they were, you know, just treated them and stuff, which was lovely. We saw them, we saw them in Norwich at the Norwich Arts Centre. And uh, Chris and Sheila said, you've got to come and see this band. They're amazing. Went to see them. And I just was blown away by them. Yeah. And then we were queuing up to get a CD. And I just said... You wouldn't like to come and play at Deep Dell, would you? And Chris was like, you can't just ask that. And I'm like, of course we bloody can. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, um, and they gave us their, e- their email. I said, yeah, just yeah. drop us an email. But it was like three and a half, four years later that we finally got them here. But I'm so glad because Meg's left now as yeah, well, the drum, yeah, drummer. Yeah. So very sad that she, she stepped away. But uh, yeah, it was, uh, I really enjoyed yeah, having them Watford, here. Yes. Yeah, from Watford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I've seen them. Fantastic yeah. music. Yeah. Really good. So uh, yeah, we've got a few other bands that are on on lists that we would like to like to get here but um so can we relax a bit now knowing that these festivals are going to continue after a little worry over the last year (laughs) well i think so yeah i think so like we don't the thing is i don't think anybody who doesn't organize events knows how knackering it is to run an event like that particularly when we were dealing with all the kind of ifs and buts when it came to uh, covid and so i think it it's amazing how much time it take knocks out of you in terms of kind of energy and so it's really important to be able to step back take stock you know you've put on something that people have really enjoyed but it, you need a bit of space from it to maybe appreciate what you've done and then once and and i think as chris and i get older it takes that much more out of you particularly when we had like the 2021 one was really stressful because we had all the kind of is it going to happen all that sort of stuff and everything else and we of course we booked everything and planned everything for 2020 and then had to cancel it so it was kind of one of those things so i think it it, and also the team are manic even in sort of september october time so it's better for us to wait and announce in sort of January that when February when we want to sort of when we're a bit more in control and everything's calmer and we've got space and time in the office to go right now we can open the phone lines to get things in so that's the logic of it really and it's um, and I think to step back and just go (sighs) I I think I think we think he's probably booked bands for next year already having so uh, I think you know it was one of his red lines that when I said to him, would you want to come and run Deepdale for me? He was, uh, he was pretty keen that um, music was going to be on the programme. And, uh, and I said, absolutely. And uh, so it sort of developed from there, really. So, yeah. We're going to America later on in the year, but I said, well, can only go to America, okay. not in the time that Deepdale's on. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that is a really, that's a really nice thing to hear. That's great. <laughs> that's so, very cool. So Washington, D.C. has to wait for a little while. <laughs> 
That seems only fair. <laughs> well, lovely to speak to you all. Thank you very much, and uh, enjoy the rest of the weekend. And in case you're wondering, the lovely music in the background is Bertie and her Poppy Land songs. So uh, um, she's just um, finishing her her Poppy Land songs songbook. Yeah. And then we're prepping for some poems from the uh, uh, from the Toast Poetry guys, oh, yes, which will be lovely. Yeah, so it'll be great. Cheers, guys. See you later. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Deep Dell podcast, and thank you to everyone who joined me for chats, particularly Liam from Ebtide. A reminder that Ebtide are joining us for a gig on Saturday the 29th of April, the bank holiday weekend, and tickets are still available. £10 if you're staying with us, £12 if you're staying elsewhere. You can find all the information on the Ebtide gig and other music events at Deepdale on our website, deepdalemusic.co.uk. And do subscribe to our podcast on any good podcast app or directory and have a look through the back catalogue of interviews. Keep well and we look forward to seeing you on the beautiful North Norfolk coast again soon. Skies all open wide, geese go high and over. Oh, now you're a beachcomber, fist full of sand sea, lavender, sea. Yeah.